0: At a time when live theater is placed on standby, technology can deliver a safe and accessible form of theatrical entertainment. For the purposes of discovery, knowledge, and experience, I am proud to present the Night's Ghostlight podcast. This podcast is being created through a collaborative effort by a group of sound design students and me, their teacher, Lindsay Putnam, at University of Central Florida. Together, we call ourselves the Soundhounds. The students all have a creative hand in formulating, researching, designing, mixing, and editing the episodes, with me providing guidance, support, and direction. Thank you to all who listen. From the Sound Hounds at Theater UCF, we are proud to present the Night's Ghostlight Podcast. Season 2, Episode 1, The Topaz Flower by Charlotte M. Russell. You're here. Good. Today's story is a peculiar one. The Topaz Flower by Charlotte M. Russell. It is a who whodunit story, like you've heard many times before, and yet... Different names, different times, different motivations... Well, I guess motivations don't change much. That aside, this is the exciting story of a flower that was plucked by the hand of death. Let's take a look. It was a little after seven o'clock in the evening. A family and a few friends were scattered through the rather austere house. Mr. Sloan was even more than usually indifferent to their comfort and his responsibility as a host. Wally Kent was the only person there who did not fear the old man. He even admitted to himself that he liked him in a strange sort of way. And that was good, especially as the Sloanes were inclined to be a bit clannish, and Wally intended to propose to Natalie, if he could find her. After having looked everywhere else for her, he finally decided to try Mr. Sloane's room. Perhaps she had been checking in on her uncle. Standing at the door, he hesitated. Then, squaring his shoulders, he knocked. Mrs. Sloan?
1: Mrs. Sloan? Is Natalie there? Mrs. Sloan? Hey, Mrs. Sloan? Ah, it's locked. Natalie? Mrs. Sloan? Oh, Natalie, darling, I've been looking all over the house for you. The party, what? Well, honey, what's the matter? Let
2: me go, Wally! Well but listen- Let me go, I tell you! Well, what the-
3: Mr. Sloan. Oh my good gosh, Natalie, what were you doing? Did you call Mr. Sloan? Oh, Mr. Kent <gasps> <sighs> Take it easy, Bowman. Oh, but he's murdered. Mr. Sloan's been murdered. Get to the phone, Bowman, right away.
1: Call Captain Tan from the homicide bureau. Tell her what's happened. She'll be here right away. Yes, sir.
3: Oh, and now, just see that nobody leaves until she gets here with you. Well, well sir, I, I don't know, but I'll I'll try, sir. Oh, poor Mr. Sloane.
1: And if you see Miss Natalie, tell her to come up here right away. It's very important.
3: Captain Bane is here, Mr. Kent. Oh, thanks, Bowen. Bring her right in here. Yes, sir. Uh, come in, please, Captain.
2: Thank you. Hello, Tam. Hello, Wally. Heard you got a murder here.
3: Got a dead man. Anyway, Tam.
2: Let's have a look. Right in here. Yeah, he's dead, alright. Harry Sloan, huh? Yeah. Nobody saw it done, I suppose.
1: As far as I know.
2: Now let's see. Two glasses. Drink it with somebody. Looks like it. Wonder who? Certainly. Anybody in here besides you?
1: No. Oh oh yes, there was two young Raymond Sloane, his son. Hm? Came roaring in here when the news got out that the old gentleman was dead. I kept the others out.
2: Maybe we could get some prints off those glasses.
1: Yeah. Oh, say, though, Raymond Sloan picked up one of the glasses. This one. Picked it up? But for? Well, he was kind of upset when he wanted to drink, so we just grabbed the glass, poured a shot into it, and...
2: Yeah, yeah, and smeared the prints all over the place. Darn the luck. I always get the tough jobs. Why couldn't he have picked up the old gentleman's glass?
1: Well, how would he know which was which?
2: Yeah, you got something there. Well, Thanks, anyway. Let's go see the folks, shall we?
1: Sure. Downstairs to your right. Mm. Uh, I'll show you.
2: The, uh, old man had a lot of dough, didn't he? He was pretty well off. the room? That's uh-uh. right. Now, uh, folks, if you please. I'm Captain Tam Bain of the Homicide Bureau. I know Wally Kent here, but you others, uh, will you please tell me who you are? You first, sir.
3: I'm Bauer, the butler, ma'am.
2: You? I'm Maria Sloan. Mr. Sloan's sister-in-law.
4: And I'm his son, Raymond Sloan.
5: Clarinda Bell, Mr. Sloan's secretary. And
2: this gentleman here in the corner?
4: Joe Bannister. I'm an old friend of Harry Sloan.
2: Uh, shouldn't there be someone else?
1: Well... Natalie?
2: My daughter. Where's she?
1: Well, I, I think she...
2: Sorry I'm late. I'm Natalie Sloan. All right. Now, sit down, please. Everybody. Let's just check those names again so I know whom I'm talking to. Bower the butler? Yes, ma'am. Mrs. Maria Sloan? Yes. And Miss Clorinda Bell? I'm right here. I see. And you're Joe Bannister? I am. Miss Natalie Sloan? Yes. Have I forgotten anybody? Oh, yes. Raymond Sloan.
1: Present.
2: And me. Mm-hmm. Wally Kent. Okay. Here we go. We know that Mr. Sloan was shot about 7.15 by someone with a revolver equipped with a silencer. He'd been drinking in his locked room with... someone. Who, um... Apparently killed him and took the uh, topaz flower.
3: Wait, what? What? What Why not the topaz flower? Why would
2: someone do that? What? uh, What is the topaz flower? It's a jewel, A a cluster of jewels, a family heirloom. Easily recognizable, Miss Natalie. Oh yes.
4: The topaz flower is also a gold mine in Canada that Harry Sloan and I discovered.
2: Oh. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Bannister. You're welcome. Now let's just check what each of you were doing when it happened. Uh, Wally Kent?
1: Uh, I discovered the body, Captain. I was looking for Natalie and...
2: Where were you, Miss Natalie? I was, uh, dressing.
1: But... What? Oh, uh, nothing. I I didn't say anything. Okay.
2: You, young man... Raymond Sloan.
4: I was having a drink in the living room, down here. He's always having a drink, aren't you, Ray?
2: What were you doing, Mr. Bannister?
4: I don't remember.
2: Oh, you don't remember. I see.
5: I was downstairs here all the time. You are the secretary, Clarinda Bell? Yes, and... May I go home? You
2: may not. You, Mrs. Sloan? Me? I was dressing. You can ask my maid. (laughs) I will. And the butler?
3: I... I was in the front hall all evening, Mm ma'am. (sighs) Mm-hmm.
2: Wally, you're supposed to be an amateur detective. What's your theory? Since you found the body. Was there, um... Anybody else in the room? Not when I found the body, Captain, no. Well, how'd you get there if the door was locked? What? I said, how did you get in there if the door was locked? Oh, that. Yeah, that.
1: Well, I I, I never thought of that, Sam. Well, one minute the door was locked, and then it was unlocked.
2: Hmm.
4: That, that's right, I, I never thought of that.
2: There must have been somebody in there.
4: There sure must have been.
2: And you didn't see anybody when you went in?
4: No, I didn't see anyone.
2: Well, perhaps whoever it was got out through the French doors that opened on the terrace. Ah, they were locked, Mrs. Sloan.
5: Were there any fingerprints on the glasses that they were drinking out of? Thanks to young
2: Mr. Sloan here, no. He smeared his own prints all over them.
4: Well, I was only trying to help.
2: Yeah, great help. Well, whoever killed Mr. Sloan took the topaz flower, I suppose. Oh, that couldn't have been the motive for the murder. It was only worth about $5,000. <laughs> only $5,000? 5, missus Sloan, you'd be surprised what people will do for $5,000. Do- Wait a minute. Young Mr. Sloan, how are you treated in your father's will?
4: What? What do you mean? What do you mean?
2: Easy, easy lad, do you come into a lot of money?
4: If he does, Captain, so does practically everybody in the room here. Maria here is his sister-in-law, Natalie is his favorite niece, Bower's been an employee of Sloan's for- Twenty-eight years, sir. And I know I'm provided for in his will. Everybody here except Wally Kent stands to benefit by the will.
2: How about you, Wally? You and, Miss Natalie, I take it are a serious couple.
1: Uh, Tam, could it be that the murderer took the topaz flower to direct suspicions along another line?
2: It certainly could be, Mr. Kent. Ah, Miss Clorinda Bell! Incidentally, you didn't say anything when Bannister was talking about people who might profit by a... Uh... No, I stood to lose a great deal by Mr.
5: Sloan's death. Oh, you mean he wasn't going to do the right thing by his secretary? By his first will, yes. <gasps> what do first you mean? First will? What? There was only Why? one. Why? Now hold it. Hold it. What do you mean by that, Miss Bell? Mr. Sloan dictated a new will to me only a week ago. Why didn't you tell me this before? You didn't ask me, Captain. Well, I don't believe it.
4: I don't either.
2: Miss Natalie, what do you think? Oh,
5: well, well, I...
2: I don't know what. Now, wait a minute. Let's find out about this new will. Yes, by all means. What did you mean about losing by the terms of the new will? Will you explain that, please? I will. Mr.
5: Sloan and I were to be married. (gasps) Why, that's ridiculous. And the new will named Clorinda Bell Sloan, his wife, as a principal beneficiary. However, since I'm still Florinda Bell, probably always will be. You see- Where is this will, Miss Bell? In the safe, Mr. Sloan's office. So, Captain, now that I've demonstrated that I have no possible motive, do you suppose I might go home? Why, sure. Sure, you can go home. I'll be in touch with you. Thank you, good night.
4: Well, people? Looks as if we're out of luck.
2: No, we're not out of luck yet, Joe. That second will can't be probated, so the first one is still good.
4: Oh, no, my dear. The intent of the will is the thing.
3: We're still out of luck. I didn't know there was another will. Telephone Captain Bane. Headquarters calling, ma'am.
2: Oh, thanks. The rest of you clear out for a few minutes. Bauer, see that they don't run all over the place and get lost.
3: Oh, yes, ma'am. Absolutely, ma'am. Hello?
2: Oh, you did, huh? No, hold in a minute till these people get out of here. Alright, let's go, folks, let's go! Nadu. What, Wally?
1: Come in here a minute, will you? Where? Here in this room. I want to ask you something. No, no oh, wait. Let's see if in no. Come on.
2: What do you want?
1: No, honey, look at me. What were you doing in your uncle's room when he was shot?
4: I
2: I don't know what you mean.
1: Now, Darton, this Captain Bane is a sharp investigator. Now look, I can't cover up for you all the time.
2: Do you mean you think I shot Uncle Harry?
1: Darling, no, but I I mean you were in there when the door was locked. You unlocked it yourself. I nearly got caught when Bate asked me how I got in.
2: You're not going to tell her, Wally.
1: Natalie, darling, listen, please, I...
2: Well, Wally Kent, I've been looking all over. Oh, excuse me, Wally. I want to see you.
1: Oh, excuse me, Natalie. I'll see you later, huh? Okay, Tam, what now?
2: Sorry, Miss Natalie. Wally, we found the topaz flower. You you what? Yeah. John Jorbo of the Hawk Ship Squad just called. That was the phone call. They found it in a shop six blocks from here, and he's bringing the owner and the topaz flower first thing tomorrow morning. Well, I'll be saying that's fast work, Tim. Yeah, it sure is, isn't it? It says a woman hawked it. A woman? You suppose somebody could have gotten out of the house, run over to the hawk shop, and, uh... Well, what... What did the woman look like, Tim? Well, the fella said she was wearing a green hat, a purple scarf, and she had red hair. Red hair? Yeah.
1: Oh, well, thank goodness there's no red-headed woman in this house.
2: Think again, Wally. There may be a red wig.
3: I got Miss Bell on the telephone, Captain. Yes, and? She's on her way over. I told her what you said about the woman pawning the topaz flower.
2: Well, where's Mr. Kent this morning?
3: Well, I... I was looking for Natalie, Tim.
2: Ah, yes. Understood. Where's the topaz flower? Be here any minute. Now, look here. You're supposed to be an amateur investigator. Does this look like an inside job to you?
1: Uh, I don't know, Tim.
2: Well... It does to me. Who do you,
1: uh, I mean... Well,
2: tell me more about this son of his. Ray? Yeah.
1: Well, he's kind of the young fellow they call a near-do-well in detective stories. Drinking, gambling, affairs, you know.
2: Yeah. If he knocked off the old man, he'd sure made a mistake. How'd they get along? Not good, I hear.
1: That's right. But I doubt he's got the nerve to do such a thing.
2: And what about that sister-in-law, Maria.
1: Well, now, she's kind of malicious, but she's harmless.
2: Hmm. Well, why don't you tell me who you think is the murderer? Oh, no,
3: Tim. I I couldn't. mean. I wondered if either of you would like some coffee.
2: Oh, no thank you, Bauer. That's your name, right? Yes, ma'am. Would you tell the rest of the people I want them in here now, please?
3: Very good, ma'am. Very good.
2: Hmm. The butler snoops. Ah, oh, no, not that one. Well, how did you know he wasn't listening at the door? Well, I... Yeah. Well, you've been in the game as long as... <phone rings> ah, doorbell. Barrow oh, okay. Must be nice to be so rich.
3: <laughs> and get murdered.
2: Yeah, I guess that part isn't that nice.
3: It's a police officer, Captain.
2: Oh, hello, Jarbo. Morning, Captain. Nice work, Officer.
3: Yeah. This here's Dorn, the hawkshop fella.
2: Oh, good. Come along. We'll go in the other room where we have these people. There's more room in there. Everybody in their bower?
3: Yes, ma'am. They're waiting for you.
2: Okay. In here, Jarbo. Dorn. Well, Dorn. Either one of these two ladies? Uh, nope. Not either of them. Sure.
0: Absolutely, I'd recognize that woman out of a million. Red hair, kind a deep voice, a green hat, purple scarf. Just
2: what is this, please, Captain Bane? Jarbo, give us the stone. Yes, ma'am. <gasps> Why, it's the topaz flower.
3: Where,
1: Where did, did it come did you from? Get it.
2: Yeah, how? Oh. A woman with red hair. And a green hat and a purple scarf with a deep voice. Alright, alright. It was hawked at this man's shop last night. A woman with red hair and a green. That's enough. You say it wasn't either of these ladies now? Positively, I'd know her in a million. Okay, okay. Take him back, Jarbo. Yes, ma'am. Is that all, Captain? That's all. Much obliged.
4: <laughs> here, Say, Captain, as long as this fellow's trying to identify women for you, ain't you better keep him here till Miss Bell gets here? Just to make it come out even, you know?
2: Oh. Oh, yeah, sure. That's, uh... Hey, Captain!
4: Captain! Hey,
2: Captain! Captain, I found What's the a- matter with you now? Look, look! The green hat and the purple scarf. I found them. Where did you get them? Well, that's my hat. And my scarf. Now, wait a minute. Let's see that. It was right
0: there on that thing in the hall. I never noticed it when I came in, but when it went out, there it was. And I knew it right away. Look, hmm. look, I bet there's maybe a red hair in it someplace. Take a look.
2: Well, what do you know? It is a red hair. Or am color blonde, Kent. Nope,
4: it's red right, all right. Well, Aunt Maria. Now who's in the suit?
2: Why, I haven't seen that purple scarf in a week. Well, the lady
1: that hucked the jewelry wrote And When did you wear this hat last?
2: Why, it was in my room. How did it get down here? Well, miss, I think we're going to have a lot of fun finding out. But I didn't...
4: No, 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 no. It wasn't her, not her. The hat and the scarf might have been left to someone.
2: You make another remark like that? Let him alone. Please, Mrs. Sloan. Shut that door, Bower. Wait. First, see who that is. Yes, ma'am. Probably Miss Bell and Mr. Bannister.
3: Joseph Bannister.
2: Ah! Come in, come in, Bannister. We found the topaz flower. Oh? Yes. It was pawned at Mr. Dorn's shop last night.
4: Yeah, by a red-headed woman in this green hair.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Do any of you know any red-haired women?
4: I know one in
3: Calgary, Captain. Hmm, Bower? Yes, ma'am?
2: Will you take the gentleman somewhere for a few minutes, please? I want to talk to these two ladies.
3: Yes, ma'am. This way, gentlemen, if you please. What are you going to do?
2: I'll call you when I want you, Mr. Sloan. Let's go, let's go.
3: Want me to go too?
2: No. You stay here
3: oh
4: okay how long before you want us
2: i'll call you now is that your hat really yes of course i think that man must be crazy well i think it's something the police have cooked up to try to scare us into scare into what mrs sloan what do you mean by that i don't know i uh, i mean i don't know all right sit down sit down mrs sloan Now, are you sure you haven't lent that scarf to someone recently? Ridiculous! And you, Miss Sloan? Your hat? The hat's been in my room for weeks. I haven't worn it in... I don't know when. I see. Well, Wally, it was, in fact, an inside job after all, wasn't it?
1: It certainly looks like it, right. But
2: I I don't Go and ask the men to come back, will you? I'll go, if I may. I want to get a handkerchief. No, no, wait. Actually, never mind. Go ahead. Dolly. You don't think It doesn't I... make any difference what Mr. Pent thinks, Miss Sloan. I'm the one that- <gasps> Mother! Come on! Mother! No, oh. get back. It's Maria. And Clarinda Bell. They're dead. They've been murdered. How is Mrs. Sloan now? She'll be all right, Captain. But the shock. Yes, I can imagine. May I go back up to her now, please? Sit down a moment, if you will. I won't keep you long. But- Sit down. Please. Please, then. How did Miss Bell get in the house? Why, she had a key. Did she? She often came out here to work with Uncle Harry. I see. Do you know how she was murdered? She was stabbed, wasn't she? Yes. And when your mother saw her- She fainted.
1: Well, what would you do?
2: Probably not faint, but I'm in this line of work. Miss Sloan, this... this pencil was lying under Miss Bell's body. You ever see it before? Well, that's my pencil! Oh, it is? Miss Sloan, belongings of yours seem to turn up everywhere. Your green hat, your pencil. But I was in here, and I lost that pencil three weeks ago. Oh, now, see here, Ben. That'll do from you. Now look, Natalie. I'm reasonably sure you didn't murder Miss Bell. But you wouldn't have lent the pencil? Oh, please! Stop the thing. I told you I lost it. This is a very odd pencil. You pull the end off, there's an eraser. I know that. It's got another trick, too. I don't know what you mean. Well, look. You pull the eraser off. <gasps> a knife! A little knife! Yeah, a little knife with blood on it. Miss Sloane, who murdered Clarinda Bell with your knife? Now look here, man. Take it easy, Wally. Answer my question, please. I tell you, I don't know anything about it! All right. All right. You can go up to your room. But stay there. Will you? I'll take you up now. No. You can stay here. I want to talk to you for a minute. Go ahead, Natalie. Captain Bane, I- We'll see you later. Uh... Alright. I don't get it. She didn't do a thing. I don't think so either. But who did? Here's the stuff from Clorinda Bell's purse: keys, lipstick, cigarette case, address book, matches, comp papers. Well, well. What? Here. Look at this card. Read it. Hmm.
1: I remember the Christmas party six years ago. Just as well as you do. Well, what is it? Christmas card or
2: something. I wouldn't know, but what? What's this, huh? Last will and testament of Harrison Sloane.
1: Yeah, but where's the rest of it?
2: Somebody wanted that will badly enough to kill her for it. And just who could that be?
3: We're just as badly off as we were before.
2: Yeah, yeah. Except
3: Captain Bain, Mister Bannister would like to speak to you.
2: Oh, Bannister. Send him in.
3: Yes, ma'am. Well, how you doing, Cap?
2: Oh. Alright.
4: Don't kid me, Cap.
2: Oh, yeah. You've been drinking.
4: Sure. Makes me think. Well,
2: what do you think you want?
4: Makes me remember things.
2: Oh. Isn't that fine? Like what? Like
4: things I see.
2: Come on, come on.
4: I was out in the garden for a breath of fresh air about the time Harry got killed. And? I looked up at Harry's room. French doors, you know. Know who was in there with him? Who? A girl. What girl? You look around. You'll find out. Young girl. Bannister, are you
2: insinuating...
4: No. Just telling you. Goodbye.
2: Hey, wait a minute.
4: No. Nope. Goodbye.
2: Well, what do you think of that? Why, that old- Hold your horses. He's not so But well, Why did he- Hey, wait a minute. Now what? He didn't see
1: anybody in that room. What
2: do you mean?
1: Well, didn't you see those French windows?
2: What do you mean?
1: They're covered with frost all the way from the top to the bottom. In this cold weather-
2: Well, I'll- that's right, nobody could see in. Of course they couldn't. That's right. Now, what do you suppose? All I know is that he couldn't
1: seen in that room.
2: Bob, you've got the makings of a detective after all. But why would he want to throw suspicion on Natalie?
1: I wonder. Say, maybe he made Clorinda.
2: Nah, he said a young woman. He was a little drunk. But, hmm. I don't think Clorinda did it. Anyway, the hawkshop man said she wasn't the one that had the topaz flower.
1: Yeah, that's right. What about that card, though?
2: Hmm? The Christmas card?
1: Yeah. Let's see it again. Here. I remember the Christmas Eve party six years ago, just as well as you do. Bane, I've got an idea. That's
2: swell.
3: Ring for Bower. Okay. You rang? Yes, come in, Bauer. Close the door. Yes. Valerie, you've been here a long time. Yes. Were you here at the Christmas party six years ago? That would be 1941. Yes, of course.
1: Who else of these people
3: were here? Mrs. Sloan? Natalie? Hmm. No. They were in California. Let me see. Why, I think Mr. Sloan and Miss Bell and Mr. Bannister. Anything special happened that night? Special? Something Miss Bell might remember, for instance. Let. hmm, Let me think. Why? (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed, very funny. (laughs) What? It. It was Mister Bannister. Bannister. What did he do? He came downstairs wearing a woman's dress and a red wig.
2: A red wig.
3: Why? Yes, I remember perfectly. Oh, he was a scream.
2: (laughs) Power. Go out and ask Mr. Bannister to step in here, will ya?
3: Yes, ma'am. I- I hope you won't tell him.
2: Quickly, Bower, please.
3: Yes, ma'am.
2: Wally, nice going. It- it it all seems so simple, Captain Bane. Yeah, sure, looking back on it. Sloane told him about the new will and about marrying Clorinda. What he didn't know, of course, is that Sloan had cut Bannister off in the new will. So Bannister figured he'd murder the old gentleman, take the will out of the wall safe in the room and get away with it, even if Clarinda did tell everyone about it. But it wasn't there, so he took the topaz flower to make it look like robbery. And when I came in the room, he locked me in. Yeah, that's right. Then he had to get rid of the topaz flower, so he dressed up in women's clothes. But he'd forgotten that Clorinda remembered the Christmas party and his act.
1: And she was going to pass him the note when she came here.
2: Yes. Only he got here first. Well, see at the trial. And if you ever want a job on the force, Wally.
1: Oh no, not me, Captain. I'm going to be pretty busy looking after the soap-ass flower. Oh? Sure. Belongs to Natalie now. Oh!
2: <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I look pretty good in soup and fish. What do you mean, Captain? Oh, pardon me. I just mean in case you want somebody to guard the wedding presents. (laughs) Well, goodbye for now.
0: light podcast is brought to you in part by Theater UCF. Season 2, episode 1 was produced, adapted, and directed by Lindsay Putnam. Sound designed, mixed, and edited by Autumn Kreidler. Assistant director and dramaturgical research by Raymond Bramanti. Assistant music design and research by Lucas Royer. Assistant dialogue editing by Alyssa Marrero and sound effects, editing, and research by Erica Fox and Caitlin Gammery. The roles of the librarian and Dorn were played by Lindsay Putnam. The role of Wally Kent was played by Jackson Lee. The role of Captain Tam Bain was played by Athena Jean Etienne. The role of Natalie Sloan was played by Maddie LaRoche. The role of Bauer was played by Grayson Phillips. The role of Maria Sloan was played by Emily Williams. The role of Raymond Sloan was played by Giuseppe Pipicella. The role of Clarinda Bell was played by Dunstan Ash. The role of Joe Bannister was played by Drew Stark. And the role of Officer Jarbo was played by Raymond Bramonti. Theme music by Lindsay Putnam. The Topaz Flower was written by Charlotte M. Russell and originally recorded and produced by The Crime Club in 1947. Thank you for listening, and please check out our next episode, coming soon, anywhere you get your podcasts.